Get ready to hear the truth about America on a show that's not immune to the facts with your host, Dan Bongino. Well, we were right. Um, if you listened to the show, the IG report came out yesterday and pretty much is a retelling of Spygate and Exonerated, my two books, and what you've been listening to for the last two years on the yeah. show. I have a, a compendium, cornucopia of incredibly explosive and troubling little tidbits from the IG report that are going to confirm what we've been telling you and some new information as well. Don't go anywhere. I don't have any time to waste. Today's going to be a stack show. Welcome to the Dan Bongino show. Producer Joe, how are you today? Fine, sir. Hey man, I'm, I'm good. I'm ready to go. And you know, you're not going to be horn swoggled. You're not going to be hoodwinked here. We're ready no, to go. No, we, yeah. we were right. No, we were right yeah. the whole time. We and were again, right. It's not a yeah. victory lap on our part. It's a sad day for the country Hood knowing winked. that the FBI and media symbiote <laughs> yeah. thought they would get away with this. One quick note before yeah. we get running. I will have breaking news at the end of the show. Joe doesn't know, Paula does, about my ongoing fight against the fake news media. You're not going to want to miss that. You're only going to hear it here. So definitely stay tuned uh, till the end. It's important. All right, folks, let's All get right. to it. Today's show brought to you by buddies at right. Omaha Steaks. These are the finest steaks out there. You need a perfect gift for the holidays? Omaha Steaks, get your limited time offer at omahasteaks.com. Go to the search bar, type in Bongino, B-O-N-G-I-N-O, to get this amazing deal. They're sharing a limited time offer with our listeners. There's still time to place your order for the holidays. Go to omahasteaks.com, enter promo code Bongino in the search bar, and order the favorite gift package, the gift all your friends and family, I promise, will love for only $69.99. Order now. You'll get four, six ounce bacon wrapped filet mignons. These are delicious. The most tender steak in the world. Four savory premium pork chops, four Omaha steaks burgers, four perfectly brown potatoes all gratin, four made from scratch caramel apple tartlets. Oh, an Omaha steak signature seasoning packet plus only for our listeners, a free six piece cutlery set and cutting board. All this delicious food plus the free cutlery set they'll enjoy for years to come for only $69.99. Omaha steaks are the most tender, the most flavorful, also the most popular in my house steaks. You can only get steaks of this quality from Omaha Steaks, America's original butcher. Omaha Steaks is a fifth generation family owned company with over 100 years of expertise in delivering perfectly aged beef hand cut by master butchers in the heartland of America. Absolutely delectable, delicious food. Again, order now, and you can expect the uh, you can get the favorite gift package plus the free six piece cutlery set and cutting board for only sixty nine ninety nine. Just go to omahasteaks.com, type Bongino B O N G I N O in the search bar. Don't wait. If you want to take advantage of this offer and get your free gift there before the holidays are over, order the favorite gift package today. All right, Joe, let's go. All right, man. Before we get started on the IG report, looks like we're going to get a deal on the USMCA. Uh, great news for Donald Trump. Great news for Donald Trump's reelection. Uh, we'll cover more of that tomorrow. Today, the big breaking news is obviously the IG report. Without further ado, ladies and gentlemen, let me give you the takeaways and the lead first. Here's what yesterday's release of Michael Horowitz's report has given us and confirmed for us. I, had, I want to write this down so it's crystal clear what we now know. We now know the Obama administration was running a spy ring, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, don't worry, we're going to get the screenshots from all of you. Say, that's what was in there? Oh, yeah, it was in there. Remember the word operational activities. So we, remember that. We'll get to that in a minute. The Obama administration was running a spy ring. Horowitz likely doesn't know about it, Michael Horowitz, because he's the IG for the, Justice, uh, for the Justice Department, not the intelligence community. Right, right. Second, we know that this spy ring 
was likely using people like Christopher Steele as a front to launder information into the FBI and the State Department. (laughs) Oh, it gets better. It gets better to open that can of tuna. We know they couldn't open a case against Carter Page, the FBI, although they wanted to. They were turned down in August. We now know that. And we now know that Carter Page was working for the CIA at one point. Really? Despite the fact that the FBI hid that fact from the courts. Nothing to see here, folks. Remember, (laughs) these are the top line takeaways. We know the FBI needed a hook. A hookarooski to open up a case against the Trump campaign because they got face planted on the Carter Page one. They tried. It didn't work. So they needed a new hook to start investigating the Trump campaign. And I will tell you during the course of that show what that news hook was. We know Papa D, Papadopoulos, that this all started because of the suggestion alleged in the report through the phone game that Papadopoulos was told by Missoud about a Russian suggestion that somehow morphed into an offer through the phone game, suggestion or offer of help to the Trump campaign, and that the word Papadopoulos used is they wanted to help us. Why is that us significant? Hmm. Because it answers a major question we'll get to during the course of today's show. Finally, it is now crystal clear that the FBI reverse engineered a crime against the Trump campaign. In other words, what does reverse engineer a crime mean? Instead of manufacturing a crime with evidence, they manufactured evidence with a fake crime. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Now, let's get to the Pfizer report. I want a hat tip, by the way. Stephen McIntyre, he's at Climate Audit. Uh, I'm going to hat tip uh, Sean Davis from The Federalist. Uh, Undercover Huber, one of my favorites, Technofog on Twitter. These are all must-follow accounts. A lot of these screenshots, some came from them, some came from others, some are our own. Um, I don't want to have to hat tip on every single one. I just want to put that out there. Follow those accounts. They're excellent. They have really great takes on this, okay? Getting started. First major bombshell. Let's first go to the counterintelligence briefing response. Why does this matter? Ladies and gentlemen, one of the questions we've had uh, during Spygate and my second book, Exonerated, is if the FBI was suspicious that Donald Trump's campaign was working with Russia or that Russians were trying to infiltrate the 2016 election with Trump campaign figures, why didn't they brief the Trump campaign? Remember, when Dianne Feinstein, Democrat senator, had a driver of China who was Chinese and the, 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 uh, the Chinese driver was uh, alleged to be a spy. The Feinstein's campaign was briefed. Hey, this guy's trouble. Why did that happen in a Trump campaign? Well, let's put up this letter because Chuck Grassley had a similar question about this. Why didn't you brief the Trump campaign if you thought there was Russian collusion going on? And here's the letter where the FBI responds back. They respond to Chuck Grassley and they make pretty clear that this defensive briefing was conducted by experienced FBI counterintelligence agents and focused on a broad range of threats posed by foreign intelligence entities. Similar briefings were provided to then-candidate Hillary Clinton. What is this in a nutshell? So Chuck Grassley, who's always been suspicious of FBI uh, misconduct, says, hey, did you guys conduct the counterintelligence briefing? The FBI says, yeah, man, we did. No problem. A similar one was conducted with Hillary Clinton. Was it? 
Are you sure about that? Because now we have the IG report and the IG got access to the people who did this and interviewed them. And we have this little gem in the IG report. Again, check out the highlights in this one. This is just terrific. Oh, that the FBI viewed that counterintelligence briefing as a possible opportunity to collect information relevant to the Crossfire Hurricane and Flynn investigation. Oh, Tell me again, um, media hacks and lunatics, how the FBI was not. No, no, they weren't spying on Trump. They were just monitoring Trump with undocumented informants. You see the euphemism game and using counterintelligence briefings on the Trump team, using them as opportunities to spy on the Trump team, not to warn them about spies. Are you getting this? So let's go to our takeaways. Takeaway number one. The Obama administration was running a spy ring, a ring of people who were spying. You can dance and play the cutesy euphemism game all you want, liberal lunatics, and your media sycophantic ass-kissing buddies. I don't care. The facts in this report are damning. The conclusions are not, which is what I warned you against. We'll get to that a little later. The facts are damning. The FBI used the counterintelligence briefing opportunity to warn the Trump campaign against Russian interference to actually spy on the Trump campaign. <sighs> Okie dokie. Damn. Damn is right. That's, <laughs> I promise you we're just scratching the surface. Let's move on. Yeah. Regarding the conclusions, because I, before we go any further, I want to be sure we understand this. John Durham, the United States attorney looking into this on behalf of Bill Barr, looking into the Spygate thing, is the United States attorney. Michael Horowitz is not. He's an inspector general. Durham has far more scope and a larger breadth of power. He can uh, convene a grand jury, he can issue subpoenas, and he can look at the intelligence community. What has been our operating thesis, which I believe we've now been proved right on for the last two years? What did I tell you, folks? I said, I believe key figures in the FBI were duped by the intelligence community about the information used to start this. I believe the intelligence community was working with this spy ring that was working with Steele, and they were pitching this information through politicians to the FBI, making them believe it was verified and authentic when, in fact, it was all garbage. Now, some of you email me, stop giving the FBI a pass. I'm not. I told you from the beginning. If Horowitz's conclusion is the predication for this may have been right, Horowitz's report indicates that continuing this investigation was an apocalyptic disaster of judgment. If the FBI was duped, they weren't duped for long. They know almost immediately this case is a hoax based on a farce, based on a lie, and they still investigate anyway. Horowitz, who issues this report, does not have access to the intelligence community to determine who in the intelligence community, Brennan or otherwise, pushed the FBI into investigating this. That's not his purview. So Durham issues this response in a letter to the IG report, which concluded, hey, the FBI has a low bar to start a case, but we think it was they met the low bar. Durham said this. Quote, I have the utmost respect for the mission of the IG and the comprehensive work that went into the report prepared by Horowitz and staff. However, our investigation is not limited to developing information from within component parts of the justice system. Ladies and gentlemen, I told you we were right. 
Our investigation has included developing information from other persons and entities, both in the U.S. and outside of the U.S. Oh, it has. Based on the evidence collected to date, and while our investigation is ongoing last month, we advised the inspector general that we do not agree with some of the report's conclusions as to predictions and how the FBI uh, predication and how the FBI case was open. Ladies and gentlemen, the IG was warned last month, your conclusion that this was accurately predicated, this case is wrong. Hmm. I'm going to ask you a simple question for the liberals out there, because I know the conservatives already get this. Do you really believe a career prosecutor like John Durham? By the way, I'm not bashing Horowitz today. Notice that. I'm not. The facts that he reported, it was a sound investigation, are damning. His conclusions are, he says, are accurate. He says, I don't have any direct information that there was political bias. I don't have an email. Fine. That's his opinion. It's not a fact. I'm not bashing Horowitz. Watch what happens when a career prosecutor like Durham, who's now putting his reputation on the line, Joe, to issue this statement today, Mm -hmm. putting down in writing that he knows Horowitz's conclusions are not accurate. Do you think he's putting his reputation on the line because he's lying? Oh, no. All of these media lunatics and hacks and liberal goofballs rushing out yesterday to celebrate the damning facts bizarrely in this report, bizarrely celebrating this. You got another thing coming, man. And this is not a... Hey, let's wait for the dorm report. No, no, we don't need to. The facts in this are damning. All you have to do is read them. Dorham has something, folks. I have no doubt. I have been very cautious on this. Come on, you know that. I'm going to a fight with a guy on Twitter yesterday. He says, man, I'm, I'm done. Bongino said this report was going to be damning. I did? Did you even listen to the show? Obviously not. That's a whole other story. I warned you that this IG report was going to contain caveats, buyer bewares, and provisos that were going to give yeah. them an out. I am not so sure Durham's going to give them that same out. All right. We got more coming up next. I'm going to get to the, we got a, we got a stack show today. Steel, the spy ring. This was happening way before crossfire hurricane started. Before we get to that, today's show also brought to you by our buddies at Bravo company manufacturing. Visit Bravo company, MFG.com to learn more about the finest, Finest rifles on the market. Ladies and gentlemen, Bravo Company Manufacturing is one of my favorite companies. They're, they met, listen, I, again, I hate to tell you what they're not, but Bravo Company Manufacturing, this is not a sporting arms company. If you're looking for a sporting rifle or a hunting rifle, those are great products, but that's not Bravo Company Manufacturing. Well, what are they? They design, engineer, and manufacture life-saving equipment. BCM assumes that one of their rifles leaves the shop. It will, God forbid, be used in a life or death situation by a responsible citizen law enforcement officer, or one of our military personnel. Their rifles are the best in the business. Quality is all that matters to them. Every component of a BCM rifle, this is life-saving equipment, folks, has put, they always put people before their products. It's hand-assembled in Heartland, Wisconsin. They, they build their products to a professional standard because they feel it's their moral responsibility to provide products that won't fail. God forbid you find yourself in a life-saving situation. I have two of these. I can personally attest, having a long career in law enforcement, federal and local, just to the quality of these rifles, ladies and gentlemen. They make reliable, life-saving tools. They are the best in the business. If you are in the market for a rifle, you are do yourself a huge favor and head on over now to Bravo Company MFG, MaryFrankGeorge.com. 
Bravo Company MFG, where you can discover more about their products, special offers, and upcoming news. That's bravocompanymfg.com. You need more convincing? Check out their YouTube channel, youtube.com slash USA. Can't say enough about these fine, high-quality, precision rifles. They're the best in the business. bravocompanymfg.com. Check it out today. Okay, moving on. So, in regards to this spy ring, ladies and gentlemen, the Obama administration was running. I told you when I first authored my book with uh, DC and Matt Spygate that we called the book Spygate and not Trumpgate because what have we been saying forever, Joe, that the operation to spy on political opponents by the Obama administration, ladies and gentlemen, did not start with Donald Trump. Well, we now know that. Check out this little gem in the IG report about how they used Christopher Steele to try and spy on Mike Flynn? I thought this was about Papadopoulos. Get a load of this one from the report. Case agent two told the IG that he informed Steele that the FBI was interested in obtaining information in three buckets, according to the case agent's summary of the meeting. Here was one bucket. Additional intelligence and reporting on specific named individuals such as Carter Page or Mike Flynn. I thought this was about Papadopoulos involved in facilitating the Trump campaign Russian relationship. Physical evidence of specific individuals involved in facilitating the Trump campaign, Russia relationships, such as uh, emails, photos, ledgers, and memorandums. And the third bucket, any individuals or subsources who Steele could identify who could serve as cooperating witnesses to assist in identifying persons involved in the Trump campaign Russia meeting. Apparently, Joe, look at this little gem at the end. Hmm. The FBI said if Steele could produce information in any of these three buckets, including information on Mike Flynn, they'd be willing to pay $15,000 for a trip to the European city for an early October meeting. Hmm. You understand the gravity of what that hmm. says? Now, I know media people don't because they're you know largely liberal activists and hacks. A decorated American patriot, Mike Flynn, with a history of service almost unparalleled to this country, Lieutenant General Mike Flynn, the Obama administration is working with a law enforcement outlet to pay an informant to go dig up dirt on Mike Flynn using your tax dollars? Do you, do you get that? Of course, the media doesn't. They ignored that whole story. Tell me again how the Obama administration wasn't running a spy ring. No, no, no. They were running an undocumented informant ring. I, the euphemism game is hysterical. Where are all these liberals who used to care about civil liberties? The answer is they don't. They're unprincipled losers who never gave a damn about civil liberties. Matter of fact, they hate civil liberties. They want to take yours away. Funny how that gem just quietly disappeared in the maelstrom that was yesterday. Hmm. Remember, Jim Comey, lying Jim Comey yesterday, also said, now we know there was no spying on the Trump campaign. Really? Because this next... A little portion of the IG report says not only did they spy on the Trump campaign, they recorded their spying through recording devices, especially on Papadopoulos. And then when exculpatory information from Papadopoulos was recorded, in other words, Papadopoulos saying he had nothing to do with Russian collusion, they conveniently omitted that and hid it from the FISA court. Look at this gem. This is priceless. Check out the highlight at the end. However, during a September 2016 confidential human source meeting, in other words, a spy conducted by the FBI, which was monitored 
when they say consensually monitored, by the way, um, you get, uh, when they say consensually monitored, you have to learn to read law enforcement lingo. Mm-hmm. Consensually monitored, you may say, well, how is it consensually monitored if they were spying on Papadopoulos? That's what this is. The CHS is the spy. So if a spy is recording and monitoring a conversation, how is it consensual? When they say consensually monitored, they're not talking about Papadopoulos. Obviously, Papadopoulos doesn't know he's being recorded. Or they right. put a microphone in. You get what I'm saying? Consensual applies to the spy or what they call the CHS because they're agreeing to being recorded. Now, oh, some okay. states, notably like yeah. Florida, you get what I'm saying, Joe? Yeah. States like the federal rules for recording, federal, which all that they're all that apply in this case because it's an FBI case, Federal Bureau of Investigation, are that only one party has to consent. Right. So if I want to record Joe using federal rules, I can on the phone. I consent to it. Yeah, right. In Florida, if I do that, it's against the law. It's a two-party consent state. Joe has to consent too. Having said that, let's go back to the P. I just want you to be able to translate the lingo here. So now they admit that a spy shows up to record Papadopoulos. It goes on. Papadopoulos told the FBI uh, confidential human source that to his knowledge, no one associated with the Trump campaign was collaborating with Russia or with outside groups like WikiLeaks and the release of emails. The FISA application, Joe, magically didn't include those statements that Papadopoulos made to the spy that were in conflict with information included in the FISA application. Holy Moses. Are you seeing what I'm seeing? Mm. So now we know they're not only spying on Flynn, that they're operating a spy ring. We don't only know now that they have significant information overseas. We don't only know that they were trying to nail Flynn, that they didn't give a counterintelligence briefing and used it as an operation to spy on Donald Trump instead. We now know that they were spying on Papadopoulos, recorded it, and when Papadopoulos said something that contradicted the Russian collusion hoax, they omitted it and didn't tell the FISA judge? Joe, you were not a federal agent. That's what I appreciate you being on the show because you can give a common sense perspective that a lot of these brilliant, and by by brilliant, I mean losers, um, on CNN and elsewhere cannot seem to digest... Do you think it's important if I'm recording you about a bank robbery I think you conducted and on the yeah. tape, Joe, you tell me you had nothing to do with the bank robbery? Do you yeah. think, Joe, venture a guess here, I know this is hard, that that may be important to disclose to Joe's lawyer and to the judge? Just hazard a guess, buddy. Yeah, that's exculpatory, Very good. baby. The verdict is yeah. in. Nice job, Joe Armacost. Yeah. Brilliant. Thank you. <laughs> no tricks there. No, now, folks, in case you think, uh, oh, well, okay, Dan, that does sound kind of shady, yeah. but, you know, there's probably not a rule against omitting significant information. Oh, well, here's the FISA rules for you, which I was kind enough to pull up for you. Here are the actual FISA rules. Correction of material. This may be from Undercover Huber. Forgive me. But this, here it is. <laughs> rule 13. Correction of misstatement or omissions, disclosure of noncompliance. Ladies and gentlemen, there are a whole boatload of rules about how to punish people who make misstatements or omit information from the FISA report. You can read them right here. The bottom line is, no, it's not kosher, folks. You're not supposed to do it. And I can tell you as a former federal agent, having this not disclosing what they call Brady material, exculpatory material indication of your target's innocence to his lawyer and to the court is a huge deal. Yeah. Not cool, bro. Not cool. No, 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 not cool at all. 
Moving on. Now, before we get to this next piece from the IG report, uh, again, uh, it's not a like, hey, look at me, celebratory, because it's a down day for America. Our constitutional republic is evaporating. But in a show we did a while ago, I said to you that the dossier, there was a reverse engineering of a crime. The FBI picked the crime, collusion conspiracy. They then went back and tried to fabricate evidence against the Trump team to make that crime seem real when it wasn't rather than putting together pieces of evidence to point to a crime, which is the way it's supposed to be done. One of the things I'd said to you is I was very suspicious, hat tip 279 on this one, by the way, very suspicious a long time ago about how the Carter Page, now we know, by the way, that in August, the FBI, follow me here, Joe, I need Mm -hmm. you here. The FBI Mm -hmm. tried to get a FISA warrant to spy on Carter Page. We know that. Okay. In August. They're given the the palm to the face. Nope. Sorry, Mm -hmm. fellas. No good. You don't have enough probable cause. All of a sudden, Joe, Christopher Steele appears on the scene and magically a crime appears in one of his dossiers. Hmm. Why is that important? To spy on an American citizen. Uh, Yeah. In using the FISA courts, you need two things, not one, two You need evidence that that American citizen is acting on behalf of a foreign government. You also need evidence that he's doing so in violation of a U.S. law. Ladies and gentlemen, acting on behalf of a foreign government is not even remotely illegal. Lobbyists do it every day. People have interests. They come to the United States. They want U.S. support. That is not illegal, not even remotely. Doing so in violation of U.S. law is. Now, what did I tell you in that older show when we addressed this? I said to you that the dossier and the information they were getting on Carter Page, because Steele's information and the dossier are not always the same thing. The dossier is what they wrote down on paper. I believe Steele was feeding information to these people a long time before that, before the July 31st opening of Crossfire Hurricane. It appears they had a whole bunch of fake information that Carter Page was acting on behalf of a foreign entity, Russia. Again, it was all fake. But they didn't spell out what the crime was. Magically, Joe, all of a sudden the dossier appears and there's a crime in there. What's the crime? The crime is that Carter Page was offered a bribe by a Russian gas company worth hundreds of millions of dollars to get the Trump campaign to uh, you know, uh, work with the Russian government on sanctions. Mm-hmm. Now we find out in the IG report, as I told you, that the whole bribe crime, Carter Page, the, the Rosneft prime, that's the gas company, was total bolton. Quote, a second, this is from the IG report, a second example provided by the primary subsource was report 134's description of a meeting allegedly held between Carter Page and Igor Sechin, the president of Rosneft, a Russian energy conglomerate. Remember, Page and Sechin, Sechin allegedly offers him this bribe, right? Follow me. Okay, yep. Report 134 stated that according to a close associate of Sechin, Sechin offered Page, Trump's associate, the brokerage of up to a 19% stake in Rosneft. In other words, the bribe. In return for lifting of sanctions against the company. The primary subsource, they're talking about Steele's subsource, told the FBI that one of his or her sources furnished information for that part of Report 134, talking about the dossier, through a text message. 
but said that the subsource never stated that Sechen had offered a brokerist interest to Page. Wait, what? Here's, Here's how it ends. Listen to this one. The IG reviewed the texts and did not find any discussion of a bribe, whether as an interest in Rosneft itself or as a brokerage. Ah. Wait. So let me get this straight. The only crime that allowed you to spy on Carter Page, the bribery, acting on behalf of a foreign government is not illegal. John Kerry would be in jail for working with the Iranians. You have to prove someone broke a law. The only evidence that Carter Page broke a law and therefore was spied on using a FISA warrant, the only evidence used to get that warrant to spy on Page was totally made up. I I just put up the IG report. If you're watching on our YouTube channel, youtube.com slash Bongino, please subscribe. You read ahead yourself. We highlighted it for you. It was all made up. Christopher Steele said he heard it from a source. The source says, I didn't say that. The source says, oh yeah, there was information relayed in a text. Nobody can find it. There's no text. Nobody, this is totally made up. The FISA warrant to spy on the Trump campaign member, Carter Page, was based on a crime that nobody ever said happened. It still appears now totally made up. Don't worry, media people, nothing to see here. Civil liberties advocates on the left, just yeah, pipe that you're right. Stay quiet. There's nothing to worry about here. So now, just to be clear, we're spying on American citizens, a Naval Academy graduate in Carter Page, based on entirely fabricated crimes from a totally discredited source who says he heard it from a guy who heard it from another guy on a text. Um... Okay. We're burning the country to the ground. We live in a constitutional republic, not a democracy. It's falling apart in front of our very eyes. And the media loves it. They love every minute of it. They're like Nero. Damn fools. All right, ladies and gentlemen, I promise you I've got a lot more. I'm going to show you how the movie script coming up next, how Steele was not I believe the source of all this information. Steele may have been a source. He was not the sole source. I got more on proving again our movie strip theory was correct. You've not been wasting your time. Today's show also brought to you by buddies at Harry's. Again, I appreciate your patience. These are great sponsors. They want to be here. We've had a really busy week. So thank you very much for supporting our show and supporting our sponsors. Harry's, Harry's, Joe loves Harry's. I love Harry's. Closest shave out there. Why do I love Harry's? Because they have the finest razors out there. These are the best razors on the market. They are priced so effectively. I usually have to shave twice a day, not with Harry's. They have German engineer blades. They give you the closest shave out there. I only have to shave once now. I go on TV at night. I don't have to get razor burned by shaving 52 times a day. All right. What's the guy in your life shopping for this holiday season? You shopping for him? Your dad, your brother, your uncle? You need the perfect gift for that guy in your life? Harry's. Harry's is the perfect gift. It's thoughtful. It's practical. The man in your life is going to love it. Listeners of my show can get $5 off any Harry's shave set by, excuse me, by heading to Harry's, H-A-R-R-Y-S.com slash Bongino. Free shipping ends on December 16th, so act now. 
Harry's the perfect gift for guys. It's a practical gift he'll actually use. They make the sharpest blades that last. They are German engineered and award-winning, backed by a 100% quality guarantee. If you don't love your shave, you get a full refund. They will. It's a great deal for you and for him. Holiday sets start at just $20. That look, See that set right there? Look how beautiful. It's a gorgeous oh. holiday set. Look at that set. So it's in Secret Santa Limits. And Harry's blade refills are as low as $2 each. So your guy will save money over time. It comes in a ready-to-gift, handsome holiday box you just saw. And your gift gives back. 1% of each sale will be donated to charitable organizations. Good job, Harry's. As a special offer for fans of the show, we've partnered with Harry's to give you $5 off any shave set, including their limited edition holiday sets. We just showed you beautiful, gorgeous sets. When you go to harrys.com slash Bongino, plus you'll get free shipping. Each Harry's shaving set comes with... A weighted handle with options to engrave it, five-blade razor cartridges, foaming shave gel for a rich lather, a travel cover to protect your blades, packaged in a handsome holiday gift box. Free shipping ends on December 16th, so act now. Just go to harrys.com slash Bongino, harrys.com slash Bongino, harrys.com slash Bongino. Go today. Makes a really terrific gift. Okay. So, folks... What else did we warn you about? In addition to the spy ring, how this was not just a spying operation on Trump, but on political enemies. Mike Flynn. Mike Flynn was a supporter of, uh, of, of actually of the country and getting rid of the Iran deal and was an opponent of the Iran deal. And the Obama administration hated him. Oh, they spied on him. Trump announces Carter Page and George Papadopoulos in March are going to be on his foreign policy team. All of a sudden, they're targeted by the, uh, by intel- by the intelligence infrastructure. Fascinating how that happens. We also told you that Christopher Steele, I believe, was used as a front for this, that the information in the so-called Steele dossier is only called the Steele dossier because the FBI needed a credible source. I'll get to that in a second, too, to put a face on the dossier because they were going to use it in front of the FISA court. Follow me here, folks. The information in the Steele dossier was produced. I believe uh, there was input by people other than Steele. Could have been Halper was likely Simpson, and some of it may have been Steele. Now, why Steele? Because again, Steele had worked with the FBI in the past. Now, turns out that people in the FBI lied about that too to the FISA court. Christopher Steele's information in the soccer scandal case when he worked with the FBI in the international scandal was not used in criminal proceedings and was not deemed to be all entirely accurate. I'm not going to put that one up. That's a whole other topic. But right. think about that. They slapped Steele's name on the dossier because they assumed he was going to be credible in front of a FISA court. Look, we worked with him before. And now we find out his information wasn't even used in any criminal proceeding. That was BS too. But now, again, ding, 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 ding. Remember the Alpha Bank conspiracy that shows up in the, in the, in the uh, dossier that the Trump Tower Communications Network to Russia, Joe, was being run by an Alpha Bank, which is a a Russian company, an Alpha Bank server in Trump Tower. Yeah, haven't heard that The dossier alleged that Trump was communicating with the Russians, Joe, through this Alpha Bank server connected to Russia in Trump Tower. Thoroughly discredited, ridiculous accusation. Look at this gem in the IG report about Alpha. Oh, this is great. Steele separately wrote in Report 112 of the dossier, September 14, 2016, date on it, that Alpha Bank allegedly had close ties to Putin. 
The Crestfire Hurricane team received a Port 112 on or about November 6, 2016 from a Mother Jones journalist through general counsel at the FBI, James Baker. <laughs> oh my gosh, that's unbelievable. Additionally, <laughs> Bruce Orr advised the FBI on November 21st, according to an FBI document, that Steele had told Orr that the Alpha Bank server was a link to the Trump campaign and Person One's Russian-American organization in the U.S. had used the Alpha Bank server two weeks prior. Oh my gosh, Joe. Steele told us that the information about Alpha Bank, wait, 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 was not generated by Orbis? <laughs> the FBI investigated whether there were cyber links between Trump and Alpha Bank, but concluded by early February there were no such links. Let's focus on that line a moment, folks. Joe, it's called the Steele dossier, right? Steele? Yes, it Steel is. Steele was yeah. the credible yeah. guy who the yeah. FBI had used before in a criminal investigation, but lied the about dossier. that too, the yes. extent of his involvement yes. the dossier. Yes. So Steele's dossier includes this unbelievable allegation about Alpha Bank servers being used to communicate with Russia and Trump Tower. But then it says that it was not generated by Orbis. Who's Orbis? Orbis, Orbis, who's Orbis? Scratch that melon. Orbis, yes, that's Christopher Steele's company. That's Orbis, right. run by Christopher Steele. Who was it generated by? Let's go back to the movie script, 2007. Yes, 2007 piece written by Glenn Simpson, the owner of Fusion GPS, hired by Hillary Clinton, who also hires Christopher Steele to generate negative information on Trump. Here's the movie script piece from the Wall Street Journal that I call the movie script, where Glenn Simpson writes, Mr. Ryman's under federal investigation in the U.S. over money laundering and is locked in a high stakes battle with Moscow conglomerate Alpha for control of a Russian telecommunications empire. Alpha has paid Haley Barber, Griffith and Rogers, the influential lobbying firm co-founded by Mississippi governor, nearly 2 million in lobbying fees. Wow. Stunning as far back as 2007, Glenn Simpson. Remember, he didn't write the dossier, Joe. Alleged it's a steel dossier, right? <laughs> yeah. Funny how Simpson shows this interest in this alpha conglomerate that appears in the dossier. And now we find out from the IG that Christopher Steele said, hey, that, that wasn't our thing, Alpha Bank. Well, who was it? Who wrote the dossier? Ladies and gentlemen, again, I've only been telling you about this movie script for, what, two years now? You understand why that's important, right? Yeah. It's important because in order to swear in front of a judge that your source is credible, yeah. you have to show a history of him being credible in the past. If they would have went in front of a judge and said, hey, this dossier we got, Portions of it may have been written by a former reporter who's now working for Hillary Clinton, who's being paid to generate negative information. The judge would have been like, you're in my court with this bull? You're, you're serious right now? You may want to exit stage left. But instead, they went and said, no, no, that information came from Steele. No, it didn't. Now we know it didn't. It was not generated by Orbis. Kind of a key point, folks. But again, the dopey, sycophantic acolytes in the media <laughs> right over their dopey melons. Oh, folks, shockingly, it gets worse. Yes. So now we know. Let me set this part up a minute. Again, my operating thesis here has been my lead for journalistic types who do fake journalism. Um is I believe there were components of the FBI that were misled by the intelligence community about the veracity of the information. Again, I'm not giving the FBI a pass. 
But I'm suggesting to you that this spy ring was not being run by the FBI prior to the summer of 2016. Then who was running it? Well, let's go to this little gem. Uh, I'll be honest with you folks. I think I should have probably led with this one because this is the most damaging, but I put together the show in order and I didn't want to mess with it because Paul and I and Joe, there's so much going on today with all these show elements. I believe this is the most damaging piece of the entire IG report. Look at this. Case agent one, they're talking about FBI and senior special agent one and the supervisor at the FBI each told the IG that the FBI, listen to this, did not have anything to do with any operational activities against Carter Page prior to the start of the Crestfire Hurricane investigation on July 31st, 2016. Remember I told you in the opening, folks, the Obama admitted, what did I say? Takeaways. Obama administration was running aspiring. I told you pay very close attention to the word operational activities. Yeah. Folks, I have no reason to believe that the FBI here is lying. Oh, they spied on the Trump campaign on a bunch of bogus information they knew was BS. No doubt about it. Jim Comey will go down in history as a stain on this country, and so will Andrew McCabe, Baker, and all the rest of them. The worst management staff in the history of the FBI. But who exactly, Joe, was conducting these operational activities? You may say, what operational activities are you talking about? Well, if the FBI is saying, hey, we didn't spy on the... we Well, they're acknowledging they spied, but only after July 31st, Joe? Right. Well, how is it that Halper, the spy, Stephen Halper, who the FBI was using later on, how is it that Halper was meeting with Carter Page and Steele was meeting with people earlier in July? Steele met, I mean, Halper met with Carter Page before July 31st, folks. That contact happened much earlier. Halper's contacts and, or, or, or uh, information flow, he's a spy on Mike Flynn, began a whole lot earlier. Who was conducting these operational activities? Pretty simple, folks. The Obama administration. They were clearly running a spy ring against Mike Flynn, Carter Page, Trump team members, and Paul Manafort. There's no question. Now, the fact that the FBI picked up the spy ring and ran with it on bogus information doesn't give them a pass at all. But I find it kind of ironic that John Brennan was flapping his gums yesterday on Twitter when it's clear as day he's going down. There is no way he didn't know about this. Operational activities. You love the euphemisms, Joe? Yeah. They should have just said, yeah, the FBI says they spy, but just not before July 31st. (laughs) We don't have a strategy. (laughs) Clearly. (laughs) Very funny. That was good. This one is hysterical. Now, again, I'm not going to sit here and pile on Horowitz. I have no interest in doing that. But this is one of those... There's no way the Horowitz team. I don't even. I don't want to. I don't want to insult. Them. I, I, let me. Let me just put it up. And I, you're gonna yeah. don't, hold your laughter to the end, Joe. This is like right. a, like a Muttley if you have one. So, okay. <laughs> so source two. Source two further states. Source two, by the way, some people believe is Halper. 
So source two further stated he was willing to assist with the ongoing investigation and to notify the Trump campaign about their, his decision not to join the Trump campaign. Source two, again, a lot of people believe this is Halper, also told the Crossfire Hurricane team that Source 2 was expecting to be contacted in the near future by one of the senior leaders of the Trump campaign about joining the campaign. Mm. In addition, Source 2 told the Crossfire Hurricane team that Source 2 had known Trump's then-campaign manager, Manafort, for a number of years, and that he'd been previously acquainted with Mike Flynn. The FBI case agent told the IG that... <laughs> listen to this quote from the FBI agent, Joe. Quite honestly... We kind of stumbled upon Source 2 knowing these folks. Whoa! <laughs> he said Joe Witt was, quote, serendipitous. Oh. And the Crossfire Hurricane team couldn't believe their luck that Source 2 had contacts with three of their four subjects, including Carter Page. Oh! <laughs> How lucky! Oh. Even Muffy's living in this one. Double Muffy. This is a triple. Hit another one, dude. Oh, yeah. This is at least a triple Muffy. <laughs> Four Muttleys is almost unprecedented. We only had a few of those. This is at a minimum yeah. a triple Muttley. So let me oh, get this straight. If dude. Source 2 is Halper, Halper shows up. The FBI's interviewing him. He's been in contact with Flynn in the past and in contact with Carter Page before July 31st. Remember, the FBI said, we spy, but not after July, not before yeah. July 31st. And they're like, holy moly, man. Wow, Batman, look at this. This guy <laughs> knows the Trump team. Lickety split. My golly, jeez. <laughs> Holy Moses, are you this stupid? You Nobody asks any questions like, hey, dude, how is it that you've had these extensive contacts with the Trump team? It was serendipitous, like the Kate Beckinsale movie. Wow, look at that, golly. Holy crikeys. Listen to me, man. I'm sorry. I'm like crying what? here because this is like, the stupidity here is, is comical. This Halper magically shows up if Source 2 is in fact Halper. And nobody's curious how he knows all these Trump <laughs> team members. Hey, were you working with any intelligence people? Nah, nah, it's all man. They believe in magic, magic, <laughs> magic, magic. Nobody's curious. Uh. Holy crap. Oh, Mike, nobody in the media wants to know that. How, how, if Source 2's helper, how he just magically shows up with all these contacts. Oh, golly. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, I'm telling you, I'm not throwing it. I worked with quality FBI guys, a lot of them. I've worked with some who weren't so great. Same thing in the Secret Service. A lot of the guys were terrific. We had a few, you know, knuckleheads too. The people running this investigation are an intergalactic, cosmic-level embarrassment on law enforcement. You did, You weren't even remotely curious. Who is this? Was this the Barney Five Brigade? Holy! <laughs> no, and no one in the media is even asking questions. Oh, man, this guy just shows up, this source. Wow, he knows everybody. Oh. <laughs> Serendipity! <laughs> Serendipity! <laughs> That's a That's killer. That's a spy on the I'm presidential sorry. campaign. And look, this guy just shows up. Wow! Oh my gosh, I swear, my, my youngest daughter is seven. She's going to be eight. She would have figured, I'm not kidding. She would have, Daddy, who's this guy? 
Oh, oh. man, alive. All right. All right. One final sponsor to get the show's love, but I got folks. It's not over. It's not over. I want to confirm. (laughs) That was fine. I want to confirm again, another piece of information I told you probably three or four months ago, fed to me by a source that has now been proven accurate again. Finally, today's show brought to you by buddies at Patriot Mobile. Ladies and gentlemen, Patriot Mobile after everything that just happened with phone companies sharing information, I, I, I listen, it's time to switch. <laughs> all, right? If all of us use cell phones, if you're listening to my show, yeah. you got a cell phone and you, one, you're probably paying too much and you're putting your trust in the wrong carrier. So you say, but Dan, I trust the big mobile companies. Why do you do that? Did you know that all these carriers use one of the same four towers? That's right. These companies share the same towers. So what's the difference? I'll tell you what the difference is. Patriot Mobile. Patriot Mobile is the only company that donates a portion of your bill to conservative candidates and causes unabashedly. Verizon, AT&T, donate millions to left-wing causes, abortion, open borders, and more. All of Patriot Mobile's plans come with unlimited talk, text, and the same reliable nationwide service with no head and fees. What are you waiting for? Plans start as low as $25 per month. That's right. This month, get a free Motorola Z3 Play when you switch, plus a signed copy of Donald Trump Jr.'s new book, Triggered. That's right. A free phone, Don Jr.'s book, all while supporting our values with every call you make. Switch to Patriot, switching to Patriot Mobile is easy. Get that Moto Z3 Play. Go to PatriotMobile.com slash Dan. Use the promo code ZFREE or call 877 877- Three six seven seven five two four. Stop wasting money and supporting left-wing mobile companies. That's patriotmobile.com slash Dan. Patriotmobile.com slash Dan or call 877-367-7524 today. Don't waste any more time with these other companies. Okay. What did I tell you a few months back? I said to you, ladies and gentlemen, assuming, let's just play, give the FBI the benefit of the doubt for a moment. And I'm like, why would we do that? Just for the sake of arguing, let's say, it's not true, but let's say the FBI wasn't duped and this case was properly predicated. It wasn't. Um, You know, they may have been duped, but they still shouldn't have started this disaster. I told you a few months ago that at the latest, the latest January of 2017, the FBI knows that the information they're being presented by Steele through his subsources is wrong, wrong. Mm-hmm. Folks, why is that a problem? Well, you already know the answer because they get the FISA warrant, the first one in October, and they then renew it three times in 2017. You say, Dan, how can that be? You just told us in January of 2017, they absolutely know without a doubt that Steele's information is garbage. Well, I told you months back from a source and I know the person was involved in it, that in January of 2017, they interview one of Steele's sources for this information and determine it's all a fraud. Well, that's confirmed in the IG report. Thank you very much. Proving again, you're not wasting your time here. The primary subsource for Steele also informed a Washington field office FBI agent that Christopher Steele's tasked him after the 2016 U.S. elections to find corroboration for the election reporting and that the source could find... None, none, none. According to the FBI agent, during an interview in May of 2017, the primary subsource said the corroboration was, quote, zero. (laughs) Here we go. 
from the IG report. The source had reported the same conclusion to the Crossfire Hurricane FBI team members who interviewed him in January of 2017. The verdict is in the Dan Bongino show right again. January 2017, they interview Steele sources for all the PP tape, all this nonsense stuff. They determine they have zero corroboration. Zero. Also quoted as none and quoted as zero, as in the absence of value. The discovery of zero actually took a long time. Not in the FBI report here, the IG report. Zero. And yet Jim Comey, lying, corrupt, fraud that he is, liar is out there swearing three times his FBI, including his name on one of these uh, uh, Pfizer applications, swearing that the information is true. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. Mark in these offices, I go along. We haven't been proven wrong yet on anything. Yet the Seth Abramson conspiracy theorist media, Roswell Rachel crowd, Brian Stelter Costanza. Where's their apology for all of this? Are they asking any questions? Okay, Jim, you guys interviewed someone in January of 2017 about the dossier and steel sources and you determined it was all bunk. What'd you do with that? Uh, they're not interested in that at all. Okay. This gets even better. In case you think, well, maybe Steele had other sources. You know, maybe Steele's information was deemed credible by somebody. Look at this gem from the IG report about Steele's source. This is great. The source was questioned again by the FBI beginning in March of 2017 about the election reporting and his communications with Steele. The FBI agent who conducted the interview and others after it told the OIG that the source felt that the tenor of Steele's reports was far more conclusive than was justified. Wow, is that a pretty way of saying it? The source also stated that he never expected Steele to put the source's statements and reports or present them as facts. <laughs> According to the FBI agent, the source said he made it clear to Steele that he had no proof to support the statements from the source. And that quote, it was just talk. <laughs> the FBI agent said that the source explained that his information came from word of mouth and hearsay. Quote, conversations that he had with friends over beers. I had one of those last weekend. And some of the information, such as the allegations about Trump's uh, sexual activities, were statements he heard made in, quote, jest. The source told the FBI agent that he believed the other subsources exaggerated their access to information and the reliance on that information to his or her requests. The source told the FBI agent that he takes what subsources tell him with, quote, a grain of salt. So. Just to be clear. Yeah. The guy who's telling Steele about the PP tape and the other stuff used to spy on a presidential campaign says he may have heard it over beers. He doesn't have any corroboration. He never presented them as facts. A lot of it was said as jokes and in jest. 
uh, yeah, media types, don't worry. Again, Costanza over at CNN that hilariously hosts a show called Reliable Sources. You may want to ask Christopher Steele why his reliable sources said, oh, no, we only told him that in jest. You may want to ask him that, given the title of your non-appropriately named show is Reliable Sources. I wonder when Roswell Rach over at MSNBC, when she's going to ask those questions, too. So you continued to spy on the Trump team throughout 2017, despite knowing that the commentary you were using from a source who spoke to Steele already told you this was all garbage, that a lot of these things were said in jest, and that they were told over beers. I had a few beers a little while ago with this doctor friend of mine. I don't recall initiating an FBI investigation to spy on him afterwards. I don't, I missed that one. Hey, can you spy on this guy? Maybe I can get a better deal on my next checkup. They had a conversation over beers. We're actually making good time here. Shocking. I thought the show was going to be like three hours long today. Now, folks, there were tons in this. I'm giving you the lowlights because there are no highlights. The central operating thesis lead of the hack, sycophantic, ass-kissing left in their media buddies, police staters, has been, well, Joe, listen, Dan, you just laid out the case that Steele was obviously full of crap. His subsources were admittedly full of crap. The FBI was full of crap that there were operational activities spying on people before the FBI started their full of crap operation. That this was a craptacular, disgusting, filthy case from the start that just reeks of incompetence, misfeasance, and malfeasance. But the left's theory's been, Joe, well, their whole spying case, Joe, didn't hinge on the dossier. I mean, they had other stuff, right? That reminds me. That's what I got to get. I'll get to the us. I I teased that in the beginning. I didn't forget. They said, Joe, remember, Steele's information was not critical. We had other stuff, too. Oh, you did? Yeah. Because that's not what the IG report says. Check this little gem out. This is terrific. The IG report says that the dossier played a, quote, Central and essential role in the decision by the FBI to support the request for Pfizer surveillance. Okay, you're just lying. Again, I'll wait for the apology from Daniel Goldman, this this lawyer, and all these other left-wingers who constantly said that, no, no, the FBI, the dossier was not critical. No, you're right. It was only central and essential. You see how they play the euphemism game? Yeah, that's that's different than critical. Yeah, a hundred percent, Joe. It's yeah, nothing. Critical yeah, is gotcha. not central and essential. Right. Central and essential is three degrees below critical on the scale no. of criticality. If you know the euphemism game, Joe's right. It's definitely yeah. not critical. It was definitely. only Joe. Everybody, put yourself at ease. The dossier was only central and essential, which is clearly not critical. It's definitely not necessary either. Necessary, critical is different than central and essential. You understand what kind of a media lunatic you have to be to ignore this? The information was debunked. The sources debunked it. They swore it out three times to use it to spy on a presidential campaign and a president, I believe. 
And now the IG investigates, determines, oh, yeah, without that information, they basically wouldn't have gotten a dossier because it was central and essential. And nobody in the media cares. They're taking a victory lap. Now, because I don't want to miss anything. I've been taking notes the whole show. I said to you in the beginning that what starts this whole thing is Papadopoulos, the meeting with Mifsud, where the Maltese professor in April of 2016 allegedly tells Papadopoulos about the Russians having some dirt on Hillary. The IG report is there's a thorough documentation of the information we now have about Papadopoulos. Not a lot of it reflects positively, I might add. I like George, but I need to be honest here. Not all bad. But one interesting conclusion is, let me ask the question. It's probably a better way way to frame it rather than a conclusion. Okay. 279, a lot of my sources, me and a lot of people I deal with in the media at Fox and elsewhere, have been asking the question the whole time. If Mifsud's conversation with Papadopoulos in April, where he allegedly says, hey, the Russians may have dirt on Hillary, they'd be willing to help or whatever. If that's what starts this, FBI investigation in July, when the FBI gets wind of that from the Australian embassy, because remember, it gets passed to Alexander Downer in the meeting Papadopoulos has with Downer, according to the FBI story, right? Everybody tracking? Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. Well, why didn't they get a FISA warrant on Papadopoulos? You follow me, Joe? Yeah. So Papadopoulos is allegedly the Trump campaign team member trying to Mm -hmm. work with the Russians about information, but the FBI gets a FISA warrant against Carter Page. This has been an open sore for me and others. But we now have the answer. Buried inside the IG report, there's this interesting little note that apparently Papadopoulos relayed uh, to Downer that the Russian offer, that they can't determine if it was an offer or a suggestion. In other words, however, this is the, I'm not suggesting any of this actually happened. The phone game, by the time this tip about Papadopoulos gets to the FBI, there's a hundred different stories about what happened. They don't know if it was a Russian suggestion, a Russian offer. These are the internal deliberations. Said that the Russians would be suggesting that they could help us. What does us have to do with anything? Well, the FBI's excuse here, and this is where this gets really, really bad. The FBI story now is, well, when Papadopoulos said, hey, the Russians can help us to this downer guy and this source. That we didn't think Papadopoulos meant him because Carter Page had worked with Russians before. We thought he meant Carter Page. <laughs> now, now, why does any of this matter? Because, folks, there's another devastating piece of the IG report. Maybe I'll get into a little bit more tomorrow. There's a lot more to cover on this. I'm giving you the major top line takeaways. When the FBI, who deems us to mean they're going to help Page, they're not going to help Papadopoulos. Mm -hmm. Why does the FBI make the leap that that's about the Russians wanting to help Carter Page in the Trump campaign and not Papadopoulos? Because the FBI says, well, Carter Page has contacts with the Russians before. It's definitely him. Mm. Now do you see where the email scandal comes in with Kevin Kleinsmith, who allegedly, according to the report, this FBI lawyer, Doctors and email, follow me here. The FBI starts making inquiries about Carter Page's contact with the Russians. 
an intelligence agency emails back the FBI saying, no, no, he's worked with us before. Page says he's worked with the CIA. So we're assuming it's the CIA. The CIA, Joe, emails the FBI and says, no, no, basically hands off. He's worked with us. He's one of the good guys. The FBI changes the email to say he has not worked with us before. Oh, so the Russian contacts Page has working on behalf of the U.S. government to nail the Russians are actually used against him in court as an excuse to spy on him with the us scandal. Oh, holy. Holy. So the Bureau knows Carter Page is in contact with Russians in a what appears to be patriotic mission to help the United States government nail these Russians on behalf of the CIA, alters an email to suggest that he's not a CIA source to make it look like those contacts are nefarious, and then goes and gets a FISA warrant to spy on a guy who's working with the CIA? Holy... Yeah, Jim Comey, keep taking a victory lap, buddy. You did a great job. You're such a super patriot. Jim Comey, sleazy Jim Baker and Andy McCabe taking a victory lap on CNN. You guys did a bang-up job. Do you understand what I just told you? Yeah. (laughs) They doctored an email to nail a U.S. government source working to nail Russians to make it believe his Russian contacts were nefarious. They didn't even... they, then they used a FISA warrant because because Papadopoulos said Russia might help us, and they assume those. I mean, this is just unbelievable that those were contacts with Page. Listen, Carter, I know you watch the show sometimes. You better have, as you said last night, a team of lawyers suing the living snot out of every single person who touched this thing. What a disgrace! All right, we went a little long today. My final story, I teased it in the beginning. Um, ladies and gentlemen, I'm announcing it here on my show. Uh, and by the way, one quick note before I get to that. I made a promise a long time ago to do something. Some of you emailed me about it yesterday. Some of you caught it in episode 992. I didn't forget. You may have misheard what I said, but I didn't forget. We're working. Just give me, give us some time. No, I didn't forget anything. That's a different story. But yeah. I have been in an ongoing battle for a long time now with fake news media people. Um, that just report blatantly false things about me. It, it gets old, folks. Um, really old. It's been personally exhausting. It's not a crybaby snowflake thing. It's my fight. We all have our own fights. Um, but the Daily Beast a while back wrote a story about me. The author was uh, Lachlan Marquet. And they wrote a story about me that was patently false. The story intimated that I was dropped from NRA TV, which is a one of their euphemisms for being fired. Uh, that story was false, was patently false. And the author of the story texted me that he had heard from sources the opposite. The opposite was the true story, that I did not renew my contract. I was offered one. I was offered to stay. I was not dropped. I did not return by choice. I liked NRA TV at the time. I enjoyed working with everybody there. That story was false. I gave them the opportunity multiple times, asked them on Twitter to correct it. They refused. I gave them an opportunity via text recently to correct it. They refused. Uh, We are suing the Daily Beast for $15 million. The lawsuit will be filed stat. I will keep you updated, folks. But there's only one way to make these people pay. And that's that's really, we have to use the legal system and do it the right way. 
this is really disgusting what happened to me. It's happening to others. Uh, and I'm not, I, they picked on the wrong guy. I'm not going to allow you to defame my character and suggest that I was somehow fired or dropped when it's not true and you knew it wasn't true. More news on that to come. Thanks for tuning in today, folks. This is one of the more important shows we've done in a while. Please spread it, spread it around. We got a lot more in the IG report we'll get to tomorrow. We haven't even touched impeachment yet. USMCA, we'll get to that. A uh, lot to cover this week. So please subscribe to my YouTube channel. We're trying to get 400,000 subscribers. YouTube.com slash Bongino. It's free. And subscribe to our show on audio and Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and whatever you get your podcasts. Thanks a lot, folks. I'll see you tomorrow. You just heard the Dan Bongino Show. You can also get Dan's podcasts on iTunes or SoundCloud. And follow Dan on Twitter 24-7 at DBongino.